Intelligent Threads, the most advanced wearable technology on the market. This revolutionary product releases engaged muscles holding your body out of structural balance. The results are legendary, improving posture, sleep, and relaxation while decreasing pain. Go to IntelligentThreads.com today for more info. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have uh, Joe Sheehy. He's the founder and CEO of Cured Nutrition. We're going to talk about his work and how it involves cannabinoids and cannabis for health. So, Joe, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me, Richard. It's, It's a pleasure to connect with you. If you would tell me about your background and how you got into this industry and you know what what cured nutrition is about. Yeah, sounds great. It's a little bit of a funny story because most people hear my backstory and they go, "How'd you end up in the the cannabis space?" So I originally I went to school for mechanical engineering. I graduated with a mechanical engineering degree with a focus in aerospace structures, spacecraft systems, and designs, and. I ended up working for Lockheed Martin for about seven years out of college and was full aerospace aerospace engineer and, and dove into that world really quickly and was able to work on interplanetary space missions and had what people from the outside looking in would say a successful career path and worked hard to get to that place and and also had a position where the projects that I, were work, I was working on were one that brought awe to a lot of people, Mars missions, Jupiter missions, the next human space flight vehicle coming from Lockheed Martin and NASA was Orion. I worked on that for a little while. But to be completely honest, as I pursued that path, I recognized that I wasn't getting a a tangible fulfillment in my pursuits. I would show up and I would work hard, but sitting in the cubicle and not feeling like I had a tangible impact on other humans felt like there was this void in my life. And before I ended up in the aerospace world coming out of college, I actually found myself in a very dark place, a a place where I was in a deep depression, which led to a place where I almost ended my life by jumping off a bridge. And I made it out of that, that terrible experience. And from there had recognized I was living quite a destructive life, partying and alcohol and, you know, all the things that any kid in college more or less gets surprised on by when we end up in a place where there's no rules and we we don't even really know ourselves. And the truth was, I didn't know myself and I, I became very lost and it led me to to that dark place. And thankfully, the years afterwards were ones where I really started to focus on what true health meant to me. And I, I went into the bodybuilding industry and that actually ended up leading me to a place where I recognized that wasn't even healthy in of itself, but it was part of my pursuit to truly find what true health was. And after seven years in the aerospace world and also pursuing physical health from a image perspective, you know, the six packs and the muscles, which isn't actually true health. 
I started to realize that there was more to what my true health was going to be. And I got to this junction in the road where I wasn't being filled up in my engineering pursuits. I was also starting to recognize that the health and fitness industry had some pitfalls to it. And one day I was in a place where my boss just completely belittled me and I felt myself starting to get depressed again. I went and saw an, a counselor through employee services. And in that one counseling session, I shared with them my idea of being able to rebrand cannabis, bring it to the health and fitness industry and have health and fitness professionals be the ones that could be the conduits for changing the narrative around cannabis. And I saw the opportunity. I had a health and fitness background and my therapist at the time was the one that reached into his desk, gave me a card that he wrote something on, handed it to me and said, you know what, Joe, you're looking for this from the outside world and you just need to give it to yourself. And on that card, it said permission. And I took that literal permission slip, put my notice in to resign from my position that very same night. And I woke up the next day. And ever since that day, I've been on this pursuit of building cured nutrition with the intention right. of helping rebrand cannabis and, and help those that can truly benefit from the world by shifting narrative. And, and that's the pursuit that I'm on right the, now. Um, okay. So in the fitness world, what, uh, what is the current role of cannabis? How is it perceived that you've seen? Yeah, it's a great question. I think for a lot of people in the fitness world, it's more of a recovery aspect. Now, when we speak about specific cannabinoids, if we talk about the intoxicating cannabinoids, that would be THC that gives you the euphoric feeling, but CBD, CBG, CBN, and many of the other minor cannabinoids have different non-intoxicating properties and CBD specifically has great anti-inflammatory properties. So you see a lot of people in the fitness world using it for a recovery perspective and also a calming agent. So if many of us can't fall asleep at night because our minds are wandering and if we can be able to calm our minds, then we can get to sleep and that's where the true recovery happens. So it's kind of twofold, anti-inflammatory like properties, but also the ability to support our sleep, which is where our true recovery takes place. So people aren't, aren't using any of the cannabinoids during a workout or before it's only after to relax or when is it used appropriately? Yeah. You know, post-workout, it's actually really important. There is an inflammatory response that is important for muscle growth and recovery. So it's more so even further outside of the workout. If you're, you know, getting to the point where you are feeling certain aches or pains coming up, that is when CBD could be used. And you also have to build therapeutic levels in your system. It's not like you just take it once and it, and it does its job. Now, I have heard people utilizing THC in small dosages during workouts to get into more of like a flow state. So athletes in some of the more extreme sports like surfing or skiing or anything or skateboarding at very, very low dosages, THC can also help get you into this creative flow-like state. But of course, THC has the negative connotations where many people believe, oh, you're just getting high, which I, I believe is not a, a correct blanket statement. All right. So out of the different cannabinoids, are you tuning them for different activities or 
different sports or what does the product line look like from Cured Nutrition? Yeah. So what we've done is we have a clinical herbalist on staff based out of Boulder, Colorado. And what we've done is we've taken different cannabinoids and express them at different concentrations for different functions, just like you're saying. But we also combine them with other herbs and functional mushrooms. So some of our cannabinoid products have things like lion's mane and cordyceps, which are great for brain function and oxygen utilization. So that's almost like a product that athletes can use from an endurance standpoint, but many people will use it just for mental clarity and energy throughout the day. We have other in, other products that are combined with other herbs and mushrooms that are great for gut health. So the core of your overall health starts in your gut and many athletes work so hard to have proper nutrition, but if our gut microbiome and the, the lining of our gut isn't set up to properly utilize the nutrients, then we're not actually going to be able to put the hard work into our diet and actually get the full effect out of it. So we have gut health products. And then the main products, the main reason people come to us is for sleep. And we actually use a cannabinoid called CBN, which almost has more of a sedating-like effect that is great for really getting you to sleep and helping you really improve your deep sleep. So we have deep sleep and REM sleep, and we're noticing that CBN has strong effects on deep sleep. And every product that we have goes through rigorous testing in the lab for us to then express the exact concentration of cannabinoids that we want in the final product. So think CBD, more calming, relaxing. Think CBN, more heavy sedating, like you're laying under a weighted blanket type feel. And, and that's really for sleep. And then several of our products do have low dose THC in it, which is really important for the aspects of supporting people that are really have aches and pains. Many people thought CBD was the answer for that, but actually really low dose THC is. Intelligent Threads produces results within seconds of wear. Tested over the past seven years for maximum effectiveness and quality of life improvements. Think about an 80% better REM and deep sleep per night. This revolutionary technology is the game changer everyone needs. Go to intelligentthreads.com today. Yeah, I'm in uh, Texas. And here the story is they have like Delta 9, Delta 8, Delta 10, ah. THCO, and all this crazy stuff. I have no clue what it is. Do you, do you have an <laughs> idea of what they're talking about? I mean, you're talking about this. Very yes. cannabinoids, but what are these other ones? Yeah, so when I say THC, what I'm referring to is delta nine tetrahydrocannabinol, which is the naturally occurring cannabinoid in the cannabis plant. When you hear delta eight, you hear delta ten THCO. Those are actually THC compounds that are converted from other cannabinoids in the lab, and specifically, typically coming from CBD. And then in the lab, it's turned into a different form of THC, which isn't naturally occurring and actually is intoxicating in of itself when they do that conversion. But we've always taken the standpoint that we want to take the cannabinoids in their natural form and use them as they were intended by the plant rather than manipulating them in a lab. So I always steer people away from Delta 8, Delta 10, THCO. You don't really know where those are coming from, to be completely honest. And as the CBD industry saw quite some difficulty over the last several years, the market 
more or less shifts to where can we make the most cash as quickly as possible. And that's why you see a lot of companies going after Delta 8 because it's more or less this loophole to bring THC into the market. And I don't actually think that that's serving people to be completely honest. And we see that in even in Colorado as well. You know, there is a legal marijuana market, but if you walk into the gas station, that's when you start to find like Delta 8 and Delta 10. And I think that if you're seeing things in the gas station and you're looking to support your overall health, I would just more or less raise a red flag and do a little bit of more research to be yeah. completely honest. That's like my I've, I've seen them, um, you know, those like rooster sex pills, you know, stay hard yep. all night long type of crap. <laughs> so I'm sure it's, you know, if you're getting stuff like you said from a gas station, it's not very good. Yeah. Well, I, um, it's a problem though, Richard, because like the reason why. I'll give this... you a quick, a quick anecdote. I tried Delta 8 once, but it gave me, it made my heart skip beats. And yeah. then I read about it and I heard that some people it happens to. So I was like, nope. No thanks. Yeah. 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 I've only tried it once as well and I did not like how I felt from it. And so that was enough for me to say, well, I know where this is coming from and I know what cannabinoids in their most natural form how they express and how they actually have effects in people's bodies. And I said, our mission is to utilize nature in its most natural form. And so we've always steered clear from anything that's synthetic and, and converted in a lab. Well, that's good. So is there a lot more, I don't know, as long as you use the, the various cannabinoids properly in the right mixtures, you said you'll add medicinal mushrooms, et cetera. Is that getting you pretty far or... Is there a lot more work that needs to be done to find more cannabinoids or understand their use and combination? I would say that there is a lot of work to be done. And I think that the hardest thing right now in the industry is the fact that the at the federal level, it still hasn't become very clear on how CBD is going to be regulated. And, you know, what's more from there is marijuana is a state by state regulated entity. And so the ability to do the deep research that really needs to be done to see the full potential of the plant still has quite a bit of work. And there's over a hundred known cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. And right now in our conversation, you know, we've talked about probably five or six of them from the natural occurring standpoint. So I believe that the future is very bright for the industry. It's just going to take some time because there's no real regulation and that doesn't tee anybody up in the scientific community to be able to do more and more of the studies that really need to take place. The things that we lean on as a company and as an industry is, you know, cannabis has been used for thousands and thousands of years in history and, and actually show, showed up in pharmacopoeia for the first time 5,000 years ago. So we kind of hang our hat on the fact that if it's been utilized for that long, that it does have some benefit to it. And there is so much anecdotal experience that proves this. The thing is, just as you point out, Richard, there's so much work to be done in the industry. So um, how have you labeled your different mixtures? Is there like a recovery mixture, a sleep one? You know, what does your product line look like? Yeah. So we have a, we have a focus and mental clarity one that that's called rise. The gut health is called aura sleep. We have several different forms. We have CBN oil, which is called our night oil. And then we have Zen, which is more relaxation. And then we have the CBN in actual capsule form where we call those night caps. It's so from a labeling perspective, it's rise is more for the focus. Aura is thinking, you know, radiating from the inside out. 
to the sleep and calming products, we we've straight up just call them either night oil or night capsules or calm oil or calm app capsules if you're just looking for the calming effects of the actual product. We try to keep it simple and straightforward because I think it the I think it just can get confusing for people. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um <clears throat> so since some of them have a little bit of THC, are there certain states that you can sell in and certain ones not? Like where can people get the products? Yeah, so we actually ship our microdose THC products nationwide. They are legal from the federal level because what we're doing is we're taking it from it's still coming from the hemp plant and in the 2018 farming bill what was said is that hemp derived extracts are legal nationwide as long as in their final form the total thc concentration is below 0.3 percent by weight so we can get to about one to 1.5 milligrams of thc per serving and still be under the legal limit the chain of custody goes all the way back to the hemp plant with the hemp licenses here in Colorado. And so we legally ship our hemp extracts nationwide and they do have microdose THC in them. That being said, some states are still really trying to figure it out. So we always recommend checking with your local regulators to understand what is legal in your, your, you know, your locale, but we do ship nationwide to all 50 states. Oh, quick question here. Um, hemp, versus a uh, regular THC plant, uh, do the cannabinoids differ? And if so, how do they differ? No, so they're all, well, so I'll, I'll kind of give you like the tree structure. So if you were to think of the gene, the genus, it's cannabis or cannabis sativa. And underneath cannabis sativa as the, the top of the pyramid, you could go one way, which would be hemp, and you could go the other way, which would be marijuana. Now, hemp is less than 03 percent THC by dry weight. Marijuana is greater than 0.3% THC by dry weight. But the truth is, is that the line between hemp and marijuana has become so fuzzy because hemp is typically tall and stocky and used for industrial purposes. And then marijuana is sh typically shorter, stockier, has bigger buds, more flowers. But over the course of the last five to 10 years, the breeders have been able to take the marijuana plant and more or less breed down the expression of THC and breed up the expression of CBD. So you could see a marijuana plant, or a, I should say a hemp plant that looks like a marijuana plant. And once you test it, if as long as the THC concentration is less than 0.3%, it's labeled as a hemp plant. But when it comes to cannabis sativa, the genus or like the whole category all cannabinoids exist could exist in that plant depending on how it's actually bred and now so think one side tall stocky industrial and then think the other side marijuana is more shorter bushier and has bigger flowers and has all of the cannabinoids at higher concentrations so it just really depends on what was happening in the breeding process but as long as the thc has been bred out then it's considered a hemp plant as long as it's below 0.3 percent thc so you can see how that can get kind of fuzzy. Yeah, I would just think there's got to be some trade-off since there's a, a lack of THC. Is there more of something else? Is the mix of cannabinoids different? Or again, are there ones that show up in hemp plants that don't show up in THC plants? Yeah. So if you have a tall, stocky hemp plant, the taller and stockier it is, the more likely the cannabinoid total cannabinoid concentration is much lower. And the more you 
breed it away from the industrial plant. That's when all the cannabinoids are in higher concentration. But when you breed to express cannabinoids, as long as you have that 0.3% THC legal limit, you could have high concentrations of CBD. Um, when the plant is younger, you actually see more CBG, which is another cannabinoid that's considered the mother of all cannabinoids. So you have high CBG concentration as the plant's younger. That CBG concentration actually dwindles as the plant matures. And then CBD or THC and the other cannabinoids, those concentrations will go up as the plant gets older. And what you'll actually notice is the further you can push a plant to its maturity as in before you're going to harvest it, the more and more THC concentration that you're going to get. So when hemp farmers are breeding for high CBD concentrations in Colorado, they have to be very careful because as the plant matures, the THC concentration could go above that legal limit. And if the state were to come out and test the field, if it goes above that 0.3% THC, they have to burn the whole field down because that that has become a legal, an illegal marijuana grow versus it started off as a hemp grow. It's it's very confusing. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I've seen in the stores, the reason I ask is a lot of people are selling CBD or seemingly CBD in analogs. Sometimes I've had it like in gummy form or tincture form. It doesn't do anything. Sometimes I do feel it. There's full spectrum. There's, you know, the number of milligrams. Like, How does someone, if they're going to buy this stuff in the store, how do they know what they're buying and how do they know what to look for and what to buy? Yeah, it's a very great, great question. Unfortunately, right now, there's no real rules on the testing that needs to be done to bring it to the shelf. So what I would say is if you're going to buy CBD products off the shelf, there's there are brands that do this. This is what we do, but we sell most of our products direct to consumer online. If you're looking in a store, you would want to look at a bottle to try to understand if you can see the test results. Most companies actually don't make the test results public. This has been something that we've committed to since day one is here are our public test results. If you scan the QR code on our bottle, you can see the test results per batch and actually confirm that the amount of cannabinoids that are on the label are actually in the product. And this is a much bigger problem in the entire supplement industry is actually having products have the concentrations of the ingredients that they say are in there. It's a long-winded way to say, if you can't go in and buy something off the shelf that has the ability to scan a QR code or go to a website and see the actual test results, I would just be weary because the truth is there's been a lot of mislabeled products in the industry. And if you get a product that says it has, you know, say 50 milligrams of CBD per serving, but the company hasn't actually done the due diligence to ensure the high quality control, there's a good chance it doesn't actually have that much CBD in it, and then it's not going to work for you. And then you're going to think the CBD uh, industry is a hoax, and then it creates a bad name for the industry. And those bad players have been the thing that we're working so hard to try to change the narrative around because it's unfortunate when something can truly help people. They're looking for it. They want to have it show up and, and actually serve them in the way that people have heard it can but then they get a less than high quality product and you will not see the benefit from it because there's a very good chance it doesn't have what it says it has in it. So for us, what we've done on our website, we have a batch testing library. If you go to our website, you go to the footer, you can see the test results for every single batch that comes to market and you can see the total cannabinoid concentration in them. And 
you mentioned full spectrum spectrum versus not full spectrum is always going to be more effective because the cannabinoids actually work in combination with each other to create what's called the entourage effect. So think about the, you know, the, the sum of the cannabis plants parts are more powerful than just one of the parts by itself. And so if you were doing a CBD isolate, that's just one cannabinoid. And that's not going to be as powerful as full spectrum, as you mentioned, which contains all the cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. It'll be high on the CBD end, but the other minor cannabinoids, CBN, CBC, CBG, THC, they will be in there in lower concentration. And they actually work together to have a, a higher effect. So one, go full spectrum if you can. Two, if you can find product that has a QR code or some link to actually see the test results, I would look at the test results to verify it has in it what it says it has before ever buying it before because if not companies actually doing a disservice to you because there's a lot of there's a lot of fakes out there unfortunately which is quite frustrating so in your uh for instance your night formulation it's full spectrum so it has everything but what it has more cbn for instance like how do you tailor something for recovery versus night versus something else yeah so what we do is if you were to think about the the flow from a whole plant down to an extract, basically what happens is you harvest the plant, you hang it upside down. That's the curing process. That's actually where the name cured came from. It's the curing process. You hang the plant upside down and it dries out and the cannabinoids are expressed. Then it goes to extraction process. The first thing that happens is it goes through either a CO2 extractor or into crude oil. So that would be an alcohol extraction versus a CO2 extraction. And that first extract that you get is called crude oil. And in the crude oil, you still have some of the plant parts. You'll see the phytocannabinoids. It'll still have that green color. And then from there, you go to the distillation process. So you get a distillate and you can start to tweak the concentration of cannabinoids because the molecular weight through process, you can actually express or filter out rather certain cannabinoids because of the overall molecular structure and weight. And then you can create an extract that has high CBD or high CBN. And then even further from the distillate, you could go into a solvent to then get the isolates, which would be a powder. So kind of think this like muddy extract is the first step. Then you go through a distillation process where it almost looks like a honey. And then you go through another process where the solution goes in with a solvent and then the actual compound, the molecular, the molecule of CBD can fall out of solution and you get a powder. The further you get away from the whole plant, the less effective, the less array of cannabinoids you're going to have. So what we do is we go to the distillate phase and we find distillates that have high concentrations of CBN. And then we make our product based on a high concentration CBN, a high concentration CBD extract. And then we put those extracts together so we can get in our night formula, we have a a six to one ratio of CBD to CBN. So it's it's about 30 milligrams CBD to five milligrams CBN. And then we have one milligram of THC in that. And it's just a more drawn out process because it's a custom formulation. But we've noticed that the only way for it to be as effective as possible is to actually go through that hand selection and handcrafted process. Um, what about the terpenes? I've heard that's a whole class of compounds that are in you know, hemp or THC plants. And then also you you said you've added some, you know, medicinal mushrooms, et cetera. So how does that change or boost the efficacy of um, your solutions? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So terpenes, um, to explain those in a, in terms that most people would understand, you could think of something like lavender. Lavender would be considered a terpene. Think of the aromatic part of the plant and lavender has an effect on you similar to the terpenes in the cannabis plant would. So you can have, um, lemon type terpenes or piney terpenes, which all have effects in of themselves similar to how lavender has a calming effect and in combination with the cannabinoids that's where you get the entourage effect so full spectrum cannabinoids and full array of terpenes in the plant and if you were to ever go to a cannabis grow you could see two different strains of cannabis and they can smell drastically different because of the different terpenes so terpenes or flavonoids um, are almost the aromatic parts of the plant, and they do have their own effects in of themselves. And what we noticed was that we can have certain effects created by tweaking the cannabinoid concentration and the terpene concentration, but we've noticed that we can make them even more effective when we combine them with functional mushrooms. And so functional mushrooms have almost the same type of delivery quality, whereas different mushrooms, different functional mushrooms have different effects. And in our sleep and relaxation formulas, we use reishi, which is more of a calming mushroom. In the gut health, we use chaga and turkey tail, which are great for immune support. Um, and, and I mentioned that lion's mane and cordyceps is in our, our energy product, which is great for oxygen utilization and mental clarity. So we just noticed that you get more bang for your buck when we add in those other medicinal mushrooms and our approach at cured and you know our mission statement is really we believe that we have responsibility to serve our customers by sharing the healing powers of nature and so we believe that fungi and cannabis and and adaptogens adaptogenic herbs which is more like a traditional chinese medicine approach we believe they all have their power so our clinical herbalist uses them in several of our formulations to create the effect well, very good, Joe. Where can, uh, let's recap. Where can people get some of the cured products? And what are some of the main ones? Yes, appreciate it, Richard. We uh, can you can find us on our website, cured c u r e d nutrition dot com. Some of our best selling products are the CBN products, so night oil or night capsules. You'll notice those have purple labels if you go to our website. Our calm caps and calm oils have a copper label. Those are our best-selling products. And then when you spoke to the functional mushroom products, there's a product called Zen that has reishi, ashwagandha, and high-concentration CBD in it. That's been one of our best sellers as well. But many people come to us for our sleep products. Um, you can find those all when you go to our website at curednutrition.com. You can go to the different categories. Um, that's where all the good stuff is. We actually created... The coupon code for your listeners, Genius20, if you guys want to check it out. But I just got to say, Richard, I really appreciate the questions that you asked because I don't think enough of this information is getting out into the world. And so I just wanted to reflect that I really appreciate it because it's an it's important conversation. Yeah, no problem. Glad you're here, Jeff. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And as you said, Genius20 and the URL to go to again is what? CuredNutrition.com. Okay, pretty simple. Again, Jeff, thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Richard. We'll talk to you soon. Intelligent Threads is like no other product on the market. True next-level biotechnology to help fix root cause issues associated with your body's structure. 
Try a patch, last for seven days, and see for yourself. IntelligentThreads.com For one or more discussions on Intelligent Threads, please listen to the podcast called It's a Body Structure Thing on Spotify and YouTube. Visit IntelligentThreads.com today. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.